0: Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
1: All right, thanks to Jack McGrath and Kendra Smith for producing the show today. Thanks for listening, calling, and participating. Another fun show today. Thanks for everything in 2023 as well. We appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful new year. Safe new year. Happy new year. Enjoy uh, all the football coming up this weekend, both college and pro. We'll see you on the flip side, Yerk, in 2024. That's right. See you on the flip side. I'm going to be here Friday uh, in the morning because I'm going to tape an odds couple for the weekend with Mike North. So Mike and I will a bunch of uh, NFL and more importantly, the big uh, the two big college semifinal games. We'll preview those. We'll Any horse races coming we'll up? We'll do this some weekend. horse races this weekend as well.
2: I think Louisiana Downs got some stuff for the Sugar Bowl down there. Do they? They got to have a stakes race
1: down there for the Sugar Bowl. For like two-year-olds. Jimmy will definitely have yeah. some uh, ponies for us. There'll be some holiday uh, racing over at Hawthorne. W- once
2: January 1 starts, right, it's oh, yeah. the three-year-olds. Oh, you, yeah. you begin the campaign. Yeah, you're right, you're- uh The March the Run for the Roses is going to be
1: four short months away. I know. It's wild. It just flies
2: by. Man. Say, man, February, crazy. March, April. Yeah, four months yeah, away.
1: It's, it's a- crazy. So, yeah, I'll be here uh, Friday morning. I'll tape an odds couple with Mike. We'll have that up for you late morning, early afternoon on Friday. But this will be our last show until the new year. So we'll see you next Tuesday. Let's cross talk with Sylvie. Uh, are you feeling better? Did you try the onion thing? I did. How did I, it work? I, I, it worked. Come on. I, I'm nearly
3: cured. Seriously. You didn't see my video? I have I not seen see your video. No, no. Oh yeah, I'm here.
2: we're busy
1: talk. working here. I don't know if you think we just kind of what relax here. talking right now. All right, go. Did we have to listen to Phil. Uh, I want to talk to I mean, Sylvia. You got to stay. You got to. You got to stay. I no. will stay for a few minutes. Here's Justin Fields meeting no. the
4: media. So, um, you know, we really emphasized, you know, being close to each other um, and really just a close knit group. Through all through the thick and thin, and you know, I think we've done that. I think you know, there's a lot of great relationships throughout the team, and you know, guys are really close. So. um, you know, I think we've definitely grown together and kind of mesh well together as a team. Has
5: that kind of helped you guys to kind of grow uh, early start of the
4: season? Yeah, I think so. Um, when you know, you know, kind of how guys react through the tough times, then you can really know um, what kind of person they are. So, uh, you know, that that definitely helped. But you know, just having that close relationship with them, you can talk to them you know outside of the building and you know whenever they might be going through a hard time whenever you see them kind of off a little bit you can you know ask them hey what's up but um i mean yeah there's a lot of close relationships on the team you know guys are very close with each other they hang out a lot outside the building and um you know like i said before it's just it's just great to have that as a team this was talking
0: about how your sack numbers and your interceptions are down especially over the last couple weeks is that something you've made a focus and made a point to avoid or avoid those situations or is that something you think is just kind of natural growth in your game right now yeah
4: I mean I I think you know Foose talked to me about it maybe three or four uh I think before I came back actually but um yeah he gave me a thing said 200 which is uh you know two touchdowns uh no sacks and no turnovers so um you know that's pretty much my goal every game and um you know sacks they don't you know, put us behind the sticks, of course, and then you know, you never want to turn the ball over to give the other team a short field. So, definitely trying to avoid the turnovers and sacks for sure.
5: Justin, you mentioned coaching. You know, we we're two games away from the end of the year. Do you think you've you said been, I mentioned what? Uh, coaching. A uh, uh, fluke handing you the. Thing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, with two games left in the season, do you think you've been put in the position to, to use your skills the best you can by the coaching staff you have? Uh, you know, three weeks in the season was a subject of confer- uh, conversation among us. It's, yeah,
4: I have. In what ways? All the ways you can think of, um, passing, running the ball, um, play action, um, all of that, so, yeah.
0: Jalen Johnson said that one of the last goals he has for this season for the defense is to you know, pitch a shutout. Is there an equivalent for the offense for the final two games for you guys?
4: Uh, goal? Yeah,
0: like he says that he, you know, obviously no points for the offense and he goes team. Do you guys have one?
4: I mean, we have one every game. Um, you know, we try to put up at least 28 points a game. Um, and, you know, that usually gets it done, you know, for our defense. So, um, I mean, yeah, usually put up 28 points, take care of the ball, and uh, execute third down in goal zone. Uh, yeah, should have a good game. But, of course, you don't want to put a cap on that number to however many points you can score or want to score. But, I mean, yeah, we go in with a goal every game to at least score 28 points. So. All
2: right, so 27 points last week. Are you happy you were one point away and it was good enough to get the win? Or are you
4: like – Nah, because I feel like we could have we scored more if I were to – Threw a better ball to Khalil on that pick. You know, that was a potential touchdown there. And, you know, I think we could have 21 points the first half. You got to score more than six points in the whole second half. So, um, you know, we left more out there. So um, just cleaning up those details and focusing on, you know, sustaining that, you know, hot start (laughs) throughout the whole game.
5: Justin, I know you've been able to kind of focus on each game rather than looking at your, the, big, the talk about your future, but as you get to the last two games of the season, does that creep in at all a little bit?
4: No, not really. Um, I'm focused on Sunday and, you know, uh, playing this Atlanta team. They have a good defense. Uh, they've been playing well on defense, and, you know, they've been, they're have been they a good team. So, uh, you know, we have a challenge up ahead of us, and everybody's getting prepared for that. So, yeah
6: really praised your ability to kind of stay where your feet are. Is that just part of your personality to not like get distracted by all that? Other? I mean,
4: uh, we have. I got too much to focus on today to worry about tomorrow. I got to worry about this new game plan I got, um, the play calls, and uh, you know, like I always say, we don't know if we're going to get it tomorrow, so there's there's no point in stressing about tomorrow if we if we don't know it's going to be here yet. So yeah. is
5: it difficult just to be disciplined like that mentally and not think about the uncertainty in the future and the fact that it could be a future you don't really have control
4: over. Yeah, I mean, shoot, none of us really have control over our future. Um, you know, the only person that has control over it is God, and shoot, if he has control over it, then I'm good. So whatever he does with my life, um, I'm good with that. But, um, I mean, yeah, I've been in this position before, so, um, you know, there's there's no, no there's no point um, because, you know, he's, he's going to take care of everything for me, so I'll be good.
5: Flutes was talking about the deep ball you had to call at the start of the game. What a hard play that is to make as a receiver. Mm-hmm. How has Cole emerged as a pass catcher since you've been
4: here? I mean, yeah, he's been—he's always had great hands to be honest with you, but um, I've I've seen him develop the most with his route running. Um, you know, from my first year here to to now, he's developed as a great route runner. Um, he's always been able to block, you know, bigger guys in the line of scrimmage. But um, each each and every year, he's progressed better as a uh, route runner. His his speed has gotten up for sure, and um, you know, he's just a hard worker. So. Um, great teammate too. So um, you got really all the intangibles you want in a teammate and in um, a, a person in the locker room, to be honest with you. So, yeah.
0: As soon
1: as you noted, the, you know, the, you had the fast start, the 21 points, and then the offense stalled. When you look at that, is that just a matter of execution or is there anything more to it? Like, is it focus? Is it a game plan? What happens? Do you, have you examined what needs to be done uh, specifically, I guess, to, to kind
4: of... Um, I think it might be a, a mixture of execution and a little bit of complacency. But, um, you know, we've had too many instances this year where, you know, we've had a lead and given it up. So um, I don't I don't know. That would be a question for, you know, everybody on the offense. I'm not sure. But, you know, my job is to stay on those guys and, uh, you know, make sure we're, you know, <laughs> focused on each and every detail, each, each play we're out there. So, um, you know, my goal is to, you know, try and score every drive. So, um, but, yeah, if I do see that low in the offense and everybody else, I just try to get everybody up. And I'm just trying to get them to, you know, reset and, be able to, you know, just start the game how we started last game. So um uh, yeah. But like I said, we're working on that and um, you know, trying to sustain that hot start that we, you know, had last week. So just starting that way every game and then being able to sustain that through four quarters. So yeah.
6: Where would you put yourself in this
4: offense
1: after almost two full seasons?
4: What do you mean?
1: uh just when you go back and watch the tape, what are your greatest take when you see yourself putting the offense?
4: Going in the offense?
1: Uh, your biggest takeaways when you watch yourself running the offense. Are you do you feel like you're right there from maybe having humming at the top level or is
5: there so much more work to go? How how do you evaluate yourself when you watch
4: the Um, I mean like I always say I can always improve in, you know, areas. Um, you know, I'm not perfect at anything. Um and to be honest I have a lot a lot of work to do, so um, you know, um, that work's gonna be put in and it's gonna be done. So excited for, you know, this this Sunday, this matchup we have against Atlanta. Um, again against a talented defense and you know, everybody's getting ready for it, so it'll be fun. This
0: might be a weird question, but, like, at any other point in your career, have you ever been asked this many big-picture questions?
4: Uh, not really. I don't think so. Um, not really too many at Ohio State, or we couldn't really do media at Georgia. I probably would have gotten that, a lot of questions at Georgia, but as a freshman, we couldn't really do media. So, um, yeah, I haven't really gotten too many questions like this.
0: Does it make you think, I mean, in a more philosophical sense? Because, I mean, we've heard you talk about, you know, the life part of mm-hmm. this game and also what it gives you. Like, it just seems like there's less X's and O's stuff. Obviously, we have to ask you about stuff in the offense, but more like big picture, what's next, what's your future, all that. Like, how do you process that?
4: Um, I don't. I just worry about what's going on today. Shoot, I don't process what's going what's going to go on in the future, Um, you know. I don't think anybody does, to be honest. Shoot. I don't know. Y'all don't know. Nobody knows. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But as of now, focused on um, these meetings we got in the afternoon. And then, you know, like I said, this is this Sunday coming up. So excited for that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, well, thanks. Appreciate
1: y'all. Uh, there's Justin Fields addressing the media, trying to keep everything in perspective, not look too far ahead. All right, Sylvie's with us. You want to talk about that or the onions
3: uh what what you think uh, he's t- he's done with the big picture questions isn't he
1: um yeah I think that was a good question by courtney actually have you yeah, ever yeah, faced it's a good this question yeah. as much in your life and you know it probably hasn't and this is the reality of playing the position in a in, <clears throat> in the, the nfl, NFL. yeah right. a, you know i mean i mean in college you're can to get to yeah. the
2: NFL. You know what I'm it's saying? When you're a star. When you're as good as Justin, right. you're a star in college. You're, you're, playing you're winning in games in a championship right. game. You're playing you know? in Big Ten championship game. Right. So the big pictures aren't quite there. It's like, are you right. going to win the game? Are you going to win this game? Are you going to win that game?
3: Right. It's the most pressurized position in all professional yeah. sports. absolutely. Yep. And blame. it's why they get $50 million when yeah. they right. succeed.
2: exactly. Yeah. And they get too much blame when they lose and too right. much credit when they win. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. It's why Daniel Jones uh, gets 40-some million dollars when he's that that good. Exactly. You it's, know? That's exactly <laughs> right.
1: You know, it's, it's because... It's why Joe Flacco got paid what he got paid. Yeah, yeah. All those years ago. It, it, you know, you, you go on and on. You're When right. you had to break up the team. Well, yeah. And that's what you had to do. Yeah. Uh, that That's the position. Yeah, you're right. So... All right, how about the onions? You really did this? Yeah, yeah, put them in a bag. I don't um, think so. Oh, I did. What, 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 oh, I think, you know I, I think Like, you, I'm not going to listen to you?
3: I think your people sold you out. No, when you, I did a cross-check of this. hmm And um, it, it checked out. So last night, we cut up some onions after dinner. Uh, we put them in bags. I put them on both feet. I took some rubber bands and big Ziploc bags, Yes. And, um, and then I put some rubber bands, and I put them over them.
1: Were you worried about cutting off circulation or anything? Or? No, they weren't
3: like, um, it wasn't like tight, tight. Oh, okay, all right. Then I took some kielbasas, and
2: I put them in there, oh, too, oh, all and, right, and I had man. a whole tailgate party in bed. Smart ass. So he's, you believed them. I told you, his people sold them out.
1: <laughs> Smartass.
2: That's why I haven't even been listening. I what do you mean? My kill, people sold I me put out. A people Kielbasa sold you there. out. Who's my people? Your producers. You know, you they smart. couldn't keep a straight face when I called them on it. Well, they, they broke don't know. I didn't
3: tell. I didn't they tell them. They broke
2: down. Are you feeling better though?
3: Uh like a tad. Again, yeah. I was up from four to five coughing. Yeah. Like Four o'clock again it. for the nightly pee. And then and then I, then one cough turns to two, two turns Yo, to four. I hope you Next suffered. thing you know, like I'm hacking up a lung and I'm on I'm on my phone again because I can't fall back asleep.
1: Good Lord. Well wow. Isn't it crazy that we have to get up once at least once in the middle of the night just to go to the bathroom? Oh, you that's know a, it. That's a bad sign, isn't it? when did this happen? I mean, my God. Well that
3: that happened a while ago
1: for me. Jesus. Like King, you don't make it through a night. Rarely. Do you? Sometimes but rarely. This happens to me. And I'm it, in my which, 20s, Charlie. Come on. Yeah, because I I drink a ton of water like yeah. throughout the day. Well, that's good, I guess. But uh, when I was 24, I wasn't getting up to go to the bathroom. So you, yeah, usually around two or three. Wow, really? That's surprising.
3: Yeah, it's usually like sometime, and I'm very happy if I look at the phone and if it's past four and I've gotten that's a good run. If, if I yes, I had a good run if it was from 11 to four. Yeah. If I slept from 11 to four uninterrupted, that's pretty good.
1: That's a good run, yeah. What did you think of your guy drumming last night? It's nice. <laughs> They're 9-4 and four without Zach So No, I know, I know. What do you do? Do well, you let him yeah. back? Yeah, of course. How do you not? I mean, what are you going to do? Tell him to stay away? He was the one who said that he didn't want to be a part of this. I want to trade. I want
3: out. They're bad with him. They're good without him. He, he, he He's one of the
1: losingest players in NBA history. Boy, I mean, isn't that crazy? He, he's your hes your max player, and you're going to tell him to stay away until you work out a trade? I mean, what if they don't work out a trade? What
3: right, is, and Wilbon told us yesterday there is no market for him right now. By the way, um, uh, Friedel's coming on with us today. Nice. I want to get Friedel. What's Friedel talking is? about? just That!
1: Yeah. just just NBA stuff in general
3: he, and and wait till you hear he's got Justin thoughts too oh God now that'd be I good I'm alone today so I can't wait That's that'd be a good awesome. day for Friedel. and what's he doing lately he's, so he's
1: back down in Jayville. he's living in Jayville I think right, Isn't is, he? I think, right?
3: Isn't is it he? J- is it Jacksonville I is that thought is? so or, or, I thought Orlando
1: no because I thought it I thought his grandma was living in Jacksonville and he went down yes, there right? hes in I, his
3: house I, in her house I, now. Th-
1: I don't think it's Orlando I think it's in Jacksonville he's down in Florida somewhere I can't wait to what time's Nick coming on I can't wait to hear
3: three o'clock three o'clock that'll be fabulous. Do you, did you guys read about um, what? What? Uh, first of all, I want to. Did you hear about this? What? Did you guys discuss the Jair Alexander suspension? No. Have you heard about this? No. Like what happened? What happened? So, on Sunday, he just returned from that shoulder injury, mm-hmm. and he wasn't a designated captain against Carolina. He's from Carolina, so he goes out there for the coin toss anyway. Oh. <laughs> and 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 they didn't they didn't designate him a captain they didn't want him out there, but he went out there anyway, so for the coin toss, he goes out and he calls it, and they win the coin toss, and he said that we want to defend now that was the wrong way to do it and before the game uh what's his face the the Packer head coach. Um, And LeFleur had already told the officials because he wants to make sure that the players don't screw this up to begin with. He said, we're going to defer.
1: Oh, so you can – I
3: didn't realize that the coach can tell the – Like, sort of give it – like, and then they – so they Uh – they they went just back just to make to, sure there's no screw yes, ups. Yeah. they went back to the they went back and they go look we we want you to clarify this because you know there are a couple things you can say you could say we want the ball right you could say we, we want def- to defend def- or, or we want to defer
1: yeah and most of the time teams these days defer
3: defer and if you say you want to defend that means carolina would get the ball to start the game right. and at the second half yes. correct so that would be a major screw up and keep in mind, he's not supposed to be on the field as a captain to begin with. Wow. But he says, I guess he feels slighted because he's from Carolina. That's amazing. So he screwed that up. The officials, knowing LaFleur has already said that they want to defer, double back with the captains. And they go, no, no, no. We want to defer. So they get that right. Um, and the, the Packers have suspended him for conduct detrimental to the team. Wow.
1: All over the coin flip. All over a coin flip. I need them to win one more game, too. I hope he's just suspended for this one. Can you believe that? That is crazy. That is pretty crazy. I was not aware of that. Yurko, didn't you say you were once, you guys found yourselves in a situation where you strategically (laughs) defended? It was the
2: Bears. October 31st, 1994. Oh, was it? It wasn't wasn't us. That was the game Kevin Butler didn't get a chance to play in Broken Streak of consecutive games. So the wind was so... Uh, north-south. Monsoon game, right? Yeah, it was the monsoon they game. made a decision oh. where we ended up receiving the ball twice. Oh, they did it. Okay, yeah, the so Bears they did. defended, yeah.
1: and you guys got the kick both times. Okay, Yeah,
2: yeah we received yeah. the ball both times. Yeah, so,
1: yeah. Why did they do that? Did they do that because on purpose? Because of the wind.
2: Because Yes, the wind. because of the wind. Wow. Yeah, the atmospheric that conditions well. that day were not that yeah, they, great. That worked out well. Huh? And, and if you remember, like Bryce Pop intercepted two balls. I watched I think It was Eric Kramer throw the ball, and that ball just got gunned down. Got they were going up. south to north, yeah. And the ball was meant for somebody like eight yards past Bryce Pop, and it just fell into his hands. Oh my God! There's no touch passes that day. If you were trying to throw into the wind of touch you pass, you couldn't do it. You the had, ball died.
1: It just died. Ball died. Ball yeah, that Favre's arm. Yeah, yeah that broke like Kevin Butler's
2: up. streak of consecutive
1: games played.
2: Uh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah.
1: I remember you had once said you were involved in a game like that, yeah. where it was pretty weird. Where yeah. a team wouldn't, you know, receive. and the other one was overtime, uh, Detroit,
2: and it was Mariucci that uh, wanted the wind at his back, and they ended up losing
1: the game. Oh my God! He didn't take the football. That was back with the old overtime rules too. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy, about Alexander. I didn't realize that, Zoe. That's something.
3: It, it, it's where we have the audio too, like from his post game, um, like because he, he he was it was quite. A, it's going around Twitter now too. Is it going back from Sunday? Yeah, I don't know if you saw the end of that game. Like they did did everything; it was crazy. They did everything in their power to blow that game. Yes, they did. And it sucks rooting for the Packers. Like it, it, like it was weird being at Soldier Field rooting for the Packers. And when we were giving the score updates on the pregame show, because remember that was the noon game and we were on for the pregame. Yes. People just out of habit, as we were giving that score, when I was like, "We're rooting for the Packers," people started booing us, and I'm like. Do you guys understand?
1: Well, might not have known the, the
3: ramifications yeah. for the Bears with the Panthers
1: pick. That was a huge Packer win for the Bears. Yes, it was. Because it, like we're ta- unless I have the scenario wrong, and I don't think I do, Sylvie. You don't. It, I heard right? you give this. So that, so as long as Carolina loses one more, the Bears yes. are going to be locked in. Yes,
3: it's yeah. a ninety-five percent chance. Yeah, and all they have to do is lose one more game. Yes. Um, so and that loss was
1: huge for Carolina. Like, it was great that the Packers won.
3: The Jaguars, I don't know. What, what's the status for... Um, uh, Trevor, I don't know. Yeah, Simi, uh, uh, for not Simeon. You know, what's his face?
1: Lawrence. For Trevor Lawrence. I, you know, I don't know. I haven't looked at their injury report yet today. I'm assuming it's shoulder. out. Um, They're still a seven-point favorite. They but- are.
3: Let me, I, let me see if I get an injury days. report real quick, Sylvia. They're, and then um, York, we were um, we, the reason we called you at the end of the show. I don't even know if you you noticed. Yeah, I, I, I saw
2: gone. that uh, about six fifty three yesterday. I saw that you guys had called. So we the Shohei story
3: came up about him giving the Porsche. Yeah, we talked about it.
2: Yeah. To and, Joe and, and so
3: what was I, I? I like I thought I knew about the Reggie White Rolex. Rolex.
2: Give me the Rolex. Did you Did you sell, sell it? The, I sold, you it sold, sold it to it. Joe Sims. Okay, so and Joe Sims took it and he uh, replaced the bezel and he replaced the face on it, made it a different color, so nobody was worse to wear. You know, right? He bought it, kept the other face and bezel. If he wanted to change that out, he could. How it, much did you sell? So it for? The option, not that much, not for the price but, of a Porsche. But and the price for, in nineteen ninety three for a Rolex was not that fantastic. But you and but you have a Rolex. You have, yeah. you got a I different have Rolex. my own yes. your own Rolex. Yeah, I bought myself one you later bought your, on. You did? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That was one that you bought for yourself. Yeah.
3: And Reggie busted you,
2: right? Wanting to know where the Rolex no, was? he didn't bust me at all. I was wearing a Movado on my watch that I got from the ex-roommate on my wrist. And he goes, uh, he asked me the question. Where's the Rolex? Where's the Rolex? And I told him I'd given it to my father because my wife had bought me that. So my dad loves it. That's awesome. But he busted me. He said, I called it cheap. I said, Reggie, I said, Rolexes aren't cheap, first of all. Well, stop yourself! I go, but in the world of the Rolex, you got me a Volkswagen. <laughs> and then Reggie, that's why thought, I love your car. Reggie thought about it. and He goes, "Well, uh, okay, that's fair. That's amazing." Yeah, he just said that's fair.
6: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. amazing. That's why I love your. I, no, I, I don't know. My Reggie dad White.
2: loves it. I go, my dad loves it, Reggie. Reggie, you gave it to me for the jersey.
6: I can now do
2: with this what I want. So I told him I gave it to my father when I asked Charlotte and I sold it to Joseph.
1: Do you guys remember the Sopranos episode where Richie Aprile gives Tony the jacket and Tony doesn't wear it? And Richie's like, where's the jacket? That's what I envisioned, And then he sees it on The Maid's Husband, remember, yeah. and Richie yeah. gets all mad. It's like, that's what's happening. Where's the watch, Yurko? Richie Aprile got pissed at Tony because he wasn't wearing the well, jacket. He didn't get he upset. It. He got
2: upset at first that he thought I had called it cheap. And I said, Richie, I didn't it's call so it cheap. It's so great.
1: But it was a used Rolex,
2: right? It was used. It was yeah. a
1: 1983 Rolex. <laughs> 1983. <laughs> Jeez, And he
2: gave it to me in 93, right before the I mean, holidays. my God. And it's, then it, the well, ex-roommate looks, the looks at me. It's a great story. The ex-roommate looks at me and goes, well, you're never going to wear the watch. I got you. Oh, God. And I'm man. like, oh, boy. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And then, and, and like, oh, that's, like you said, uh, Carm, that's what's great about Yurko. Equal opportunity ball buster. Best. Like, he goes from like, bo- busting Reggie White's balls to busting my balls. Exactly. Like, like he's, like you, like he's w- busting which Reggie Which one does not it belong?
1: Balls. It's amazing.
2: Oh wow. well, listen. It? It's yeah, awesome. If you spend time with me, you're going to get your chops busted. Sure. This is the yeah. way it works. Well, I know. Are you having more, That's what's great about you. And I get my chops busted, too. I put it I put it out of play. So Yurko, I remember, remember a few years coming, ago, all in, of a sudden, said, he back to, play. he came in and he
1: goes, hey, and he, and he like, he pulls his sleeve up his arm and he goes, hey, he goes, I put the Rolex back into play. Back into play. And he's wearing his Rolex back into play.
2: <laughs> back in, in the rotation.
1: back Yeah. And he wore it for like a year and then he hasn't worn it like right. in three years. Right. It's just been gone. I it's haven't a, worn it in
2: five probably. Well, why not? Where yeah. is it? It's at the house. He goes, I put the Rolex it's in, back it's into the play. Thing. You ever see the uh, Croatian pendant I got? The checkered flag pendant? I don't think oh, so. I have it. I never put it in a play. I got another bracelet that's not in yeah, play. I've
1: seen the other bracelet. Yeah, there. the yeah. other place got twenty-seven diamonds on it, You need to bra- you need to put the Rolex back in a play. Oh yeah I I'll think it's time. Twenty twenty-four. Like, hey, look! He goes, uh, I hey, it look. The summer. He goes.
2: I put the Rolex summer. back in a play. <laughs> Twenty twenty-four. Yeah. But it's, it's a back. summer move. That's a summer move. It's not oh, really? a winter move. Yeah. <laughs> a Rolex
3: is a summer <laughs> For watch. For me, it's huh? a summer move.
2: Yeah. You know, you got the short sleeves on. You got You're the watch so good, on there. Dude. It's so good. Carl, you know? there
3: there's a new uh, show. I don't know if you, you know this as much as you don't like uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. I well,
1: discovered. I don't, I don't mind him that much. The other Black and Abdallah, can't stand him because he was sort of rude to them. I think he's funny. Like his. I think he's got a lot of clever, funny bits. I don't get, like, his affect. I don't know what know, that know. is.
3: Were, and when you were drunk, you were really what going that mean?
2: after
1: him. What, what does affect mean? It's a
2: weird, his affect. His, the this, way, he the way he talks. The way he talks like an Italian. Yeah, it's yeah, a weird. It's like
1: it's overdone. He grew up in Arlington Heights. Right, yeah. Like, I don't know Nobody, what his, You've never met
2: anybody that speaks that way.
1: Never. Even Italians. It's never. Even, even our guy
2: from Capri. No, even our guy from Capri, he don't talk like that. But it's weird though, Sylvie. Like,
1: what is that? I
2: don't, I don't know what there's that a is. new. Have
3: you seen the new HBO show? I, I discovered it on Max. Oh, and by the way, I, 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 I caved on Peacock too this week. I heard you did. Viking Scott, of yes. of course you did. I caved. Well, what am I going to do? Weak. The uh, the weak. NFL's on, and I'm like, you're weak. Ah. Well, I was just going to bypass watching the NFL. Yes. Well, it's one game. They got me wrapped I mean, around their yeah, finger.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. one game. So I mean. it was two. It's, so at least it was two, you can admit your weakness.
3: There was a special deal for a Peacock this weekend. When I clicked on it, it was two ninety nine a month. So I looked at my wife. My wife said she gets Bravo on there too. So mm-hmm. I said, Well, we're going to we'll do it. I buy everything else on, on streaming. It's crazy. I felt like a
1: sucker, though. Yeah. You, well, yeah, at least you'll like, get the playoff game. I'll come by you for the playoff game. You throw, well, we're going to Yurko's. He invited us. I don't he, want you to. He won't have a <laughs> you fake onion wearing. He
2: could you give us a closet you. tour again, remember? all yeah, oh, the best. How about this best. guy with the onions? Yeah, you
3: the lied best. to me. You lied to me. I'll come see Sebastian. But, but there's a new Sebastian Maniscalco show on HBO called um, Bookie. Mm. he plays a bookie. Oh, yeah, I saw the preview for that. It, it, it's not bad. Is I watched good? the f- our first few, and they're, like the reason why it came up is he took Charlie Sheen's watch. Um, uh, it's not, it's what, like a Richard M- Millet? Is, is that the name of it? I don't know. So Charlie Sheen's a guest star. Like, they have a bunch of famous okay. guest stars. It's kind of like how ballers used to be, except this involves gambling instead oh, of, know. like, an agency. And um, Charlie Sheen's in rehab. And he goes to collect his uh, his his money that Charlie Sheen owns from gambling. That's great. And he doesn't have the money, so he has to take his uh, his watch, his expensive watch. That's pretty it, good. It, That's it, my, like, my uncle this John. Stuff.
2: My uncle it. John used to have a bracelet that said Nick on. <laughs> Why does that say Nick? He goes, he owes me money.
1: That's great. I yeah. love it. who the hell's Nick? Some guy owns the money. Yeah. All right, what do you got coming up today? So speaking uh, of that, yeah, Nick Fried-Allen,
2: Fried-Allen at three. Oh, he's right. joining you at three.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Are you paying him? Does he have to give a salary back here? No, I, I, I
3: don't. I think that would be, that would that would cause everything. And I think I, we'd problem. have to forfeit everything. He's
2: doing it for free.
3: Is that allowed? I think he's just joining me as like a, as uh, a friend, as a caller, as a
2: friend. But you say he's just a friend. He's just calling in
1: as a caller. Call her neck. Oh, Nick.
2: baby, you. He can do that. You Joniak got and
4: I Courtney need. as well. Um, um, Brad
3: Biggs hearing. Um, the tea leaves, which is interesting, when Brad says tea leaves, mm. you you have to open your eyes you and read open them? your ears. Do
1: you read them? Have I read the leaves, or do you hear the tea leaves? You you read the tea leaves, don't you? Yeah, you read the tea leaves. I don't, yes. think, I don't think you hear them. You, you don't hear. No, you read
3: that he's reading the tea leaves. Got okay. it. Okay. And I'll read you what he said. He's uh, the re, when he, as he reads the tea leaves he is making the prediction that Ibra is back.
1: Yeah, I read that. I did. And, and I, I told you, uh, Josh Rock from NBC Sports Chicago wrote that a few, like about a month ago. And mm. yeah. I've talked to Courtney mm. privately about it. And she's oh, like, oh, you and Courtney had a private conversation. Well, they just, I, well, I, I, well. The, the well. Sense what sense I get mean? From a yeah, lot you know. of them. Exactly. The sense I get from a lot of them is by that. you guys buy your Jordans together? No. I'm just asking. The sense I get is that a, a lot of them really don't believe last year will be held against him. And... That I think most of them believe he's coming back, you guys. Yes. Okay. So
3: the chokes aren't being hold, held against him either. I
2: don't know.
1: It's a good question. No, I think that
2: they, what they're going to do there with those epic, like catastrophic losses will be called learning curve. Yeah. For uh-huh. the whole team and for the coach.
3: And they'll we'll let the same guy who uh, hired Allen Williams and Luke Etsy hire another defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator.
2: I think the coordinator comes from within. And you're hiring a hiring a position coach. That's why I truly believe. And let's
1: hope he did not get in trouble again. All right, is that it, Sylvia?
2: So, yep. Yep. So, bye-bye.
3: and a lot of fun stuff too
1: today. All right, but happy New Year! You happy too. New Year! Happy Year. New Year, guys! Right, try, the try the onions. Try the onions. Okay, Otherwise, the onions Otherwise, I'm putting the maloiks on them right now. Oh, if you, right. you don't try the onions, right. okay,
2: I, no hope I will. You have a sleepless night. Don't do night. that to me. Sleepless no, don't. night. Don't do that. Many sleepless nights. stop jerk. it. I've already did it. Don't harm. no way. Wait. Give me one if more night. Do Take it away. If you don't do it, the curse is on you. Get a chili pepper. If you do it, you'll be fine. No, if you
1: do it, you'll be fine. You. Otherwise, the maloiks have been put on you. ward off all the the just by getting that uh, chili pepper. Sylvie will get get you home next. Get a chili pepper. (laughs) This guy have onions on his feet and chili peppers hanging around his neck. Everybody have a wonderful uh, New Year. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. ESPN 1000, 1000, Chicago's home home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app.
3: I hope you're having a uh, great Wednesday. Days uh, seem to get very confusing in between both holidays. Hope you had a great Christmas. Uh, It is the week of New Year's. And I want to hear from you. I'm I'm flying solo from at least the uh, hosting position, though I'm with Tyler Aki and the Chuck Wagon. But Charlie Bevins is alongside. So the three of us will have fun. And I want to hear from you. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Friedel is going to join me. Uh, we haven't talked to Friedel at three, and maybe he'll do a victory lap on on a Zach Levine take. He was always a believer that Zach was never going to be the guy. Um, and what will the Bulls do here now that they're winning? And um, it still seems like Zach's going to be a far is far away. I know Billy Donovan gave an update on him today. I'll give you that in a little bit. Um, but it seems like he's a little bit away from even the possibility of him rejoining the team. Um, Hallis Hall today, a lot of interesting things coming out of there. And we've got, we'll know in less than two weeks. I would assume we're going to know, um, what, in 12 days? It was, was two weeks ago, probably Monday. We'll know after that Packer game, um, I would assume, whether or not Matt Eberflus is back and to what level of changes will happen at Hallis Hall. Um, and then if Kevin Warren is going to speak and what he's sort of observed and everything. But I thought this was very interesting. Tyler has been sending this to us all morning. Brad Biggs, who's um, been all over the Bears. When I was a reporter way back in the day, first for GN, and then when I started here in 1998 at ESPN 1000, I remember when Big Z first started for the Tribune, and he's been a Bigfoot um, on this beat and in NFL circles. Um, So when he reports something, you listen. And in the Tribune today in his mailbag, um, he, he talked about the tea leaves. And when he cites the tea leaves, um, even though he's not reporting this as a done deal, it's sort of code that, hey, this is a really strong possibility. He talked about Matt Eberflus's, uh future. So I'll read you this paragraph. He wrote, it's also, it's also possible general manager Ryan Poles wants to draft a quarterback and align an offensive-minded head coach with the future of the franchise. That cannot be discounted. But if I had to venture a guess right now, Iberflus will be back in 2024. That's based only on reading the tea leaves, understanding how the franchise generally operates, and surveying the opinions of others around the league. We'll all be educated when polls answers the questions at the end of the season. So, and that should come, what, uh, two weeks ago, this past Monday, uh, or Tuesday, or, or whenever that was, I thought it was interesting. I, I sent the boys a message and, and it was clearly like um, I, I would not say 100 percent in jest, but like, you know, tongue in cheek. When I sent the guys in our um, in our chat, our show uh, text message, we, we've had so many of these. I'm scrolling to see where it was texted them yesterday at 6.48 right after the show because Waddle wasn't on the show, Meller wasn't on the show, and I said, hot take. Eberflus was in a really good mood today and discussed being part of the evaluation process of players going forward with polls. He was more personable. I think he was told he's coming back. So, like, I I was joking about that, but to me yesterday when we talked to Eberflus, like and I even said to Dion yesterday, it stood out to me that, and I know what what's he gonna say. He's got to proceed in these interviews like he's gonna be a part of the future. He's not gonna say, "Well, I don't know about Justin because I may not be here. I may be fired." He's never gonna say that, but I just thought he was very at ease. With the way he handled the questions, and I want to play that for you uh, coming out here, and then uh, I'll, I'll I'll share with you the poll question. But this was Matt Iberflus with Dion and me when discussing the future of Justin Fields, and take a listen about how actively he's talking about him being evol- involved in the evaluation process with Ryan Poles.
5: Yeah, I would say that you know Justin is, is focused on this game right here. And he's focused on the finishing of this season, and that's what everybody's focused on. Um, And then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, After the season, we'll look at all those things as we do every single year. We evaluate uh, everything from uh, A to Z within the program. We actually will sit down with every player um, and talk to those. Ryan and I will do it together. And we'll sit down with every player and get their feedback on, on, on the building and on, on each performance, you know, the strength, of the performance staff, the training staff, coaching staff, all that. And we will take all the information in and then we'll evaluate the players one at a time and then make our decisions after that.
3: So is it because the decisions haven't been made or is it because you just don't want to take the focus off of the next game?
5: No, I think it's both. I think it's both. You know, the decisions haven't been made and those, those are wait, you know, waiting till the end of the year when everything's finalized. And then again, our focus is on Atlanta. And uh, again, we got a big challenge this week against, uh, against Atlanta. You know, they're, they're working to get into the playoffs. You know, we still got an opportunity. So we're going to put our best foot forward and so are they. But knowing the evaluations are still ongoing, especially around Justin Fields, how have you felt he's handled the questions that continue to be asked about his current play and about his future with the team? Oh, he's been great. He's, he's a true pro. You know, he's, he's one of our hardest workers and one of our toughest players. And he he's, he's continues to just stay where his feet are and, and focusing on one day at a time and improving you know, every single week. And uh, again, that's a hard position to play. It's quarterback. You know, it's the hardest hardest position in sport. And uh, he's he's kept his eyes forward and uh, his mind focused. And he'll be focusing, focused that way this week, too. There are just
3: some things for me who have covered sports for 28, 29 years in this town that make me say, hmm. And, Tyler, I don't know if you remember. We were sitting in that parking lot at Hallis Hall on a warm day uh, at Hallis Hall, and the White Sox came up. And there was a bite from Rick Hahn that made me say, hmm, where I questioned from Rick Hahn, And I go, that doesn't sound like a guy who is long for the job. And a lot of people go, boy, you're really looking into this, Sylvie. And I just said, for a guy who really is entrenched in that position, that didn't sound like a guy who's confident in his standing. And sure enough, him and Kenny got fired. And to me, this is the opposite of that six months later where knowing what Biggs is, is saying with the tea leaves, hearing the detail, and it's not just like, hey, we're going to evaluate it when the season ends. It's the great detail he's giving with him in polls on going forward, the plan of when the season ends. It just really stood out to me after we talked to him that, oh, my, he he really could be here when the season ends.
2: And you know what? It's funny. You you say that and then you hear Justin Fields speak and he kind of sounds like a guy who knows he's not going to be here next year. Exactly. Exactly.
3: So, look, I, I get will it will all be confirmed uh, at the end of the season. But there are just some things that you can kind of tell. And I'm, I I I don't have anything based on reading what Biggs is saying and just under, like my first my first impulse on that this could trend this way was hearing Ryan Pulse speak after they acquired Montez Sweat. I remember that day when we were sitting downstairs, and I go, uh-oh, because I, I don't think Eberflus should stay. And I ran upstairs, and I wanted to know from the reporters, do you really think that this is he, – he means what he's saying about Eberflus? that he's really buying in? And most of the reporters go, no, what's he supposed to say? And I'm go, I am go, that – Sounds like a guy, though, who really trusts his coach. And it just, to me, the way this is going, it, it is, there's more here that, that is just, it's trending like this is a guy who's going to keep his job. Do you think he should keep his job? What would your reaction be if they get to the podium in 12, 11 days from now after the Packer game? and they say Matt Eberflus is staying as head coach. We're going to change up the coaching staff a bit, but Matt Eberflus is the head coach. And then what if they draft a new quarterback? And then what if they possibly repeat history again, where they draft a new quarterback, and then possibly in a year or two, the coaching staff changes with the new quarterback? That's what I'm fearful of. I, like I've lived through all these different things before, and that's why I'm in that camp of, you have a chance to make the clean break with the quarterback and the coach. Get them on the same timeline. Like, and, and because of the catastrophic losses. And I don't, I don't want when things go poorly next year, again, a hot seat being discussed. You have a really good foundation now. I want this to go upward. I don't want now next year questions about the coaching staff. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What's your opinion on uh, Iberflus? I'll read you the poll question. We'll take your phone calls. Nick Friedel also coming up at three.
0: Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at one hundred point three HD two FM. Listen now on ESPN one thousand. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
3: Oh. Talking about Eberflus's future of uh, Brad Biggs reading the tea leaves is predicting that Eberflus is back next year. Are you in favor of Matt Eberflus returning as Bears head coach? Poll question brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Uh thirty four hundred people have voted on my Twitter timeline. I've had like sixty responses to this already too. Seventy seven point two percent believe uh, they say uh, no; they're not in favor. You're with me on this, and it's not like it's not that I just want guys being fired. My reasons for why I want Matt Eberflus gone are: um, I don't believe he hired a good staff. Um, He's going to have to replace uh, Luke Getze anyway. He hired Getze. So who's he going to hire for his offensive coordinator? He's got to replace the defensive coordinator as well. He's going to have to replace the running backs coach. He did not hire a good staff. I don't believe he prepared his team well coming out of the gate. Um, I don't think he held his team accountable coming out of the gate. And I believe three of the losses were not just – games they didn't finish, they were historical collapses. To me, that's enough to say that this isn't a guy who should get next year. I feel like most of the reasons why they've developed and they've come together as a defense is not because he's coordinated them, is because they've drafted a really good young core on defense and the Montez Sweat trade helped bring them all together. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. He's had a hand in developing guys. I'll give him credit, but I don't believe it's enough where he should continue to keep his job. Uh, Tracy uh, in Naperville, you're on ESPN one thousand. Yes. What's up, Tracy?
0: Yes, guys. I uh, appreciate the, you handling my call because uh, I really think I can clear up a little list for you. Yes, he should stay here because. Uh, he has a contract, and if they don't want to tear up the contract, let the man stay here. I believe he's an old school coach, and he built the, the helped build the uh, defense first. Now he can go and build or get people in to build the offense. And number one pick should be the guy from Ohio State, the wide receiver. He's the, that's your Willie Galt person, and then. In the second pick in the first round, he will have at least a shot at one of the top five quarterbacks that everybody's saying are so good. So he's going to get a quarterback. He's going to get a wide receiver. And uh, to go with Fields to give him a legitimate shot and showing you what he can do. I'll hang up and listen okay. to your call. All
3: right. So you want the wide receiver first, then the quarterback. I get it. Like I think Abdallah has been preaching that one. Let me sneak one more in because I, then we'll uh, we'll bring in um, uh, Friedel. Uh, let me go to uh, Dave in Elk Grove Village. What's up, Dave?
6: Hey, good afternoon. Just real quick, the, the Bears aren't successful on the quarterback. Portion, really, ever. I mean, we've had glimpses, and it's been a rarity, if never, that we've had a successful coach with a quarterback that made a difference on the team. So I don't know why we would have an expectation that that's going to improve, either who their head coach is or who we draft as a quarterback. We we just, for whatever reason, we can't put that puzzle together.
3: So you you would just give up? I mean.
6: No, I'm not saying give up. I'm just saying, I I think from the perspective of the team, I don't think year two should have been the banner year where we think it's all going to fall together. You know, we talk about Iberflues and the coaching staff. Yeah, well, I don't know if Iberflues had anything to do with the defensive coordinator that ended up not being with us this year. So, you know, is he going to be harnessed with that as the blame, you know, that he caused that? I just, there are a lot of things in the air. I think that we've had some high spots, and to your point, we've had some that's been very embarrassing. But are just changing people and praying for a better result, is are we going
3: to get that? I, look, I get it. I, you just can't – like, that's the argument with Wilbon. You just – in my opinion, when it's not great, you can't be scared of change. You just you, – you can't say, well, it's failed in the past. This is Ryan Poles thinking that he's finally going to get the quarterback position right. Like, I want to educate you on something that Poles watched – his former team do with the quarterback. Um, And it's something that I wrote about today. Like a lot of people are saying, well, you know, we failed so many times with the quarterback. You just, you got to keep what you've got here and surround him better. And, and like you forget what, what he watched his former team do. And I want to remind you of what, what the ballsy decision, the Kansas city did when Ryan poles was there. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, Bring that up coming up next, and then we'll talk to our old friend, Nick Friedel.